Hey everybody, welcome back. Where have you been for eight months? I'm glad it's only been eight months. I actually thought it was like a year since I last posted an episode. But I've always said, if I don't have anything to talk about, I just don't post. So uh, this is Bob McLaren. It's been so long. I don't even remember the name of this podcast. I think I might have to confirm, but I believe it's the Bereans Bible Prophecy Podcast. I went back and I listened to the last episode because I spent much of Christmas, what or what little time I had during Christmas, uh, re-watching multiple times the videos on uh, the last episode that I mentioned, The Hidden Rhythms in Prophecy, uh, Ron Bublitz, and went through the book. The book is extremely technical. The videos are extremely technical. Uh, he's a software developer. He talks like one. Uh, no offense, Ron. Kind of monotone, and it is dry material. But when you, when it sinks in, it will hook you and uh, just drag you into what he has found. And um, I still, you know, I, I've certainly spent a deep dive in his material now. And it's going to require even more. But the kind of things, and this won't be very long because I went after listening to episode 39, pretty much said everything that I was going to repeat this time. And I didn't want to do that. So, uh, but here's, I've got a couple of points that I wanted to add to the last episode about this book. And it is some of the things that draw me to. This is an authentic theory because he found this uh, about 15 years ago before he ever put it in a book, before he ever did videos and all that. So it wasn't like most people who they multiply a dozen different things and then jam a square peg in a round hole in order to prove their theory. Uh, He didn't even set out in the 70 weeks to prove anything at all. He states in the very first of his book that the church that he was recently uh, new to him, uh, they were big on the ESV, English Standard Version. And like myself, and probably a lot of y'all, whenever you see a new translation, you kind of got some anchor verses or calibration verses that you go to to just kind of see, okay, where on the scale is this translation? Because every translator team is biased and you just kind of want to know, or I want to know where they are. And if it's very similar to the others, you know, it's not worth having a 14th translation. So he was looking at Daniel, the 70 weeks prophecy in the English Standard Version, and it read completely different from what he was expecting. And in those verses, he just started digging in basically to prove that there was a mistranslation there. And it just, he just went down a rabbit hole. It's, if anything, it's been a great education. This book has great education on the ancient Jewish calendar not the modern. Modern's similar, the ancient one, where it's based on observance of uh, 
the first fruits or, and new moons. And he goes into all that. It's very, very deep and technical. You know, the couple of points that draw me to listen to guys like this. Number one, he's a what I call a divine nobody. You've heard me use that phrase. Most of the celebs in Christianity have not contributed at all. It's just very repetitive, very surface-level truth, if it is truth. I'll use the word specious. It fits perfectly the celebs of Christendom who throw, you know, have got 50 books to their name all on a single topic, which I don't know what they could possibly write about. But the definition of specious is superficially plausible, but actually wrong. And it fits perfectly for that whole group. Most, if not all, of the great research that has gone on in the last 25 years have come from divine nobodies. So number one, that draws me in. The, uh, number two, the fact that he wasn't seeking to prove anything. He was just trying to investigate an, uh, an apparent mistranslation, and it kind of drug him in um number three it's not based on a 300 his theory and a lot of it isn't just theory i mean he's got legit research here but and then he jumps off in uh speculation which i have no problem with because it's educated guesses it isn't just stuff thrown against the wall, you know, Jesuits 800 years ago did this and that and all that kind of nonsense. I'm also drawn to theories that don't require any external, they don't have any external dependencies, like you've got to know who the fifth pope was in order to decipher their, you know, their algorithm for the 70th week or something in Revelation. Maybe those things are right. I just don't go for it. I don't buy it. Other than knowledge of and rediscovery, reapplication of the ancient Hebrew calendar as it was applied back in the day, I would consider that part of the context of Scripture, you know, figuring out what day of the week when some authors saying that a feast occurred on a certain day and all that. I mean, it certainly doesn't hurt at all to know what the actual day of the week was. If anything, just to add color. But in this case, it really did create a fantastic foundation for Ron Bublitz to build a safe speculation that people can now poke at and prod and um, discuss and refine. I mean, maybe he is missing something, but he's laid a great foundation for others to come along and really battle harden this theory. So uh, it's going to take a lot of time, maybe not so much for others. I'm certainly going to be focusing my attention on this book in the future and drill down in certain areas of it. But anyway, what I started to say, his theory is not based on a 360-day year, as all the other theories are. And I think it's easy to, 
it's very easy to do that because when you go into Revelation, you see 1260 days for half and 42 months. And, you know, it's very easy to go, oh, well, there you go, 360 day years. And that might be true for Revelation if you're talking about days within that 70th week. But he genuinely shows that using his system where feasts uh, are anchored to, you know, let's just use the word, the accurate date and time produce roughly the same outcome except it ties it down even more now because I think in episode 39, the last one I I spoke that through his calculations, he shows that, again, speculation, but I'm okay with it, that the 70th week would begin in 2025 and end in 2032. Those are three or four things that really draw me, drew me in. You know, he wasn't looking to prove anything when he started this. He held it back for 15 years because, you know, he just knew he was going to get body slammed. There's no creative thinking allowed that is that truly challenges the majority view. I mean, pre-Rathers had a dose of that for the last 25 years. And I think it's because spiritually or who knows what human nature subconsciously when they encounter real truth it and you're not willing to accept it it automatically creates a hostility towards it because you're defending your own ground you're unwilling to move unwilling to think man haven't we seen that in the last two to three years If you think I'm stretching the truth, I mean, you just live through every single corporation, mayor, county, clerk, every branch of government around the world walk in absolute 100% syncopation to drive their narrative. And we're still living through some of it. You, You still can't talk openly without facing ridicule in many areas. Anyway, it had been so long. I Again, I don't want to come to you on a regular basis with nothing. And I did spend a, two or three days just chewing on this material. And I've got much more to in this same book and videos to chew on again. I think I've seen all of his dozen videos probably two to three times now over Christmas. So... I know I watched him at least one time back in May and prior to that. So I want to go through and thoroughly understand it. Again, the goal is to hammer on it and see where it's weak. And that would show us that uh, various pieces of it are legit if we can't break it with Scripture. That's what I'll be doing. So in the meantime, in case it's another eight months, I really do wish there or wish for a community that isn't obligated to present, you know, an hour-long discussion or whatever. But if you, if anybody's interested in just hanging out and talking about, you know, hey, I'm looking at this or that, you know, I will say, you know, risking open mic night here, I'm not interested and I'm really not open to being convinced by the stuff we've all seen in the last 25 years of Jesuits and 
you know, the 70th week isn't the 70th week and all that kind of stuff. I can't say it enough. There, this, the uh, 70 AD certainly had elements and the destruction of the temple certainly had elements that I think fulfilled some prophecy, but I don't think it fulfilled all of it. So I'm just, I've heard so much of it when I was open to it that I'm done with killing time. I have so little time to devote to, to the things that I really enjoy, like this kind of stuff. I don't want to rehash stuff unless there's anything super brand new. You know, so-and-so found a scroll, shows whatever. It's got to be new stuff. I don't want to rehash anything. So back to spending time together in some kind of community. If anybody's got ideas of like a day a month or every couple of weeks, you know, just hanging out with folks and seeing what you're up to and getting to know you and all that, uh, see where it leads. Email me. Most of my episodes have my email in it, robert at mclaurin.com, and I'll put it in the notes of this one. So if you, if wherever you're downloading podcasts doesn't show you the notes, then go to Podbean. I think that's who hosts mine. Look it up and you'll, you'll be able to see everything that I've laid in there. Just email me and suggest, you know, something that we can hang out in and we'll do that. There's just a lot of stuff because we're in such political times, but there's certain things that we can provide. I think we can provide comfort for each other. We can help steal our hearts and minds for what we know is probably coming in 2025. I'm certainly watchful uh, with an educated watchfulness certainly not asleep but there are things probably we're going to encounter before the 70th week and certainly during the 70th week things like it you know we we went through a we went through the uh i'll just call it 2020 2021 and all the mandates to be vaccinated and at that time uh, when I said no, thank you, and was ready and already looking for a new job, it kind of sunk in for a moment over Christmas that the next time or the time after the next, it's not going to be that easy. Uh, they're going to be, if not the mark, uh, something prior to it. There will be decisions to be made that you will basically be giving up your work and your livelihood with no alternative, there's certainly going to be pain. We know God provides, and we should be prepared for short-term stuff or as much as we can do on our own behalf and for our families, but uh, to the best of our knowledge. But there are going to be decisions to be made that are going to be very, very difficult to, uh, I mean, life-altering more than last. This last one wasn't life-altering. It was like, no, I don't think I'll do that, what you're going to make me do to hold on to that job. I'll just go get another job. 
And some of you may have experienced that you had to change your career or whatever, but I didn't. I was able to uh, get a pass this time, but I fear, I mean, it was one of those times where as humans, we can't really dwell on stuff that evil or negative very long. Our mind just won't stay there. And this was the same way. I mean, it hit, I kind of saw, I'm not using the word vision in the way it's typically used, but I kind of saw it and like, no, that don't look good at all. Uh, Don't want any part of that. Uh, We know it's coming for some generation. If not us, it is coming. So with that, email me, suggest something. We'll hang out and that way, at least between episodes, we'll have something to talk about, get to know each other, all that. Would love to hear from y'all. Y'all take care. See ya.